Today on the podcast, we talk about what it means to be passionately devoted to Jesus. Welcome to Leading with Hope, helping you lead like Jesus envisions. Well, hey, Colin. Hi, Kirk. (laughs) We're week two of season two. Week two of season two of two. I like this. Two of two. And we're talking today about the second sermon in our Way series, The Way. Yes, and we're getting into our first uh, triad or trifecta. There we go, trifecta, right? Yeah. So, so if you didn't listen to last week's, let me just give you a recap of what The Way is about. The Way is talking about the Jesus way of loving. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. And so for uh, 11 weeks, we are looking at how do we live the Jesus way. Yeah. And it centers around three words that, people should be aware of in our church or at least have heard before yeah the words up in and out right up meaning relationship with god the father with the holy spirit with jesus uh in relationship with the church mm-hmm. with fellow believers and out re- uh relationship with the people around us who don't know jesus yet yeah. and need to know jesus and uh, each we're, we're doing three weeks on each one of the up in and out plus a lead in and a lead out so that's how you get to 11 so for the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about up. And that's the passionately devoted is the one that's that said That's right. That. Yeah, I've, I was doing my research this week. That's right, passionately devoted. This is a phrase that we're going to speak more often around the church because I think when we talk about up, what does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to associate. I want us to associate the word up with the words passionately devoted. Yeah. And uh, so that's what uh, that's what this week is. Yeah, and I, I'm looking forward to this. And I think one of the things we wanted to do as a setup is the, like passionately devoted. I think we want to set up what the word passion means to yeah. us here at the church, so that there isn't any, you know, you know, ability to kind of like worm your way out from underneath <laughs> it or or trying to f- define it slightly differently so for us what do, what do we want to work with with the word passion then? yeah so passion it means to have or show or be moved to action by strong feelings or beliefs strong feelings or beliefs yeah, yeah that so it's not you know often we talk about our faith and we might have a strong faith but actually being passionate means that that faith actually moves you to action mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what passion is all about because we can believe in something yeah. and never have it move us to action. Yeah. Well, I, I have a quick example of this. I was thinking about this, the idea of passionately devoted in worship. I know that oftentimes it, it might be like, you know, I had an experience at a, um, at a Pentecostal camp where people were, you know, ripping trees and branches <laughs> off of trees and going a little nuts. And I was pretty stoic. And somebody turned to me and they, they said, is God not worth your worship? And I'm like, I'm singing. I am deeply convicted in my belief that I am joining my voice with you. Yeah. And I do not care to sing. So <laughs> I felt like that was a deep um, a deep belief that, you know, I was joining my voice in worship with others, even though uh, I wasn't doing any other physical kind of manifestation of my yeah. excitement. I thought my, you know, that passionately devoted to, to God for me is when I sing on a Sunday morning, I don't really care to sing. Yeah, That's just not what moves me, but that deep belief that, and I think that that's important in that definition is, you know, I'm so moved by my conviction that I'm supposed to join my voice in worship to add to other people's experience, that that is deeply moving to me to start 
forcing noise out of my mouth. <laughs> well, let me challenge you a little <laughs> bit. Let me challenge yeah, you on this yeah. one. Uh, so passionate devotion, right? Yes. So this would be the idea that it is evident mm-hmm. by the way that you sing yeah. that there is passionate devotion because here's where I'm, I'm, I'm challenging or pushing a little mm-hmm. bit on this is that I, you know, sometimes when we sing, yeah. we're pushing air out of our mouth, yep. singing a worship song to Jesus, yep. and there is zero passion in that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not that I think we have to all be emotive or, but, or express our passion in the same way. Yes. But it should be evident when I look at you. Yep. And I'm not saying that it isn't when it I isn't look at I'm not, I'm not saying that. me while I, I sing? I, Are you I, in my house church? What's I, happening? I cannot say that I can. <laughs> I have ever watched you sing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But I am challenging this idea because yeah. some people might listen to you and think, oh, he's stoic. Yeah. And mo- meaning emotionless. No, yeah, definitely not. And but. so, And I don't think that's where you're going. No. But it is this idea that, you know, it should be evident when you sing. Yeah. That there is a, a passionate devotion in that, right? Yeah. And I, th- I think that's a good challenge to have because you don't want to just do something rote or for routine for the sake of doing it. But like what motivates me to sing isn't, I don't know if I've heard a worship song where it's like, man, I just want to sing that song. Yeah. But I know that there are people who are deeply connected to God through the corporate adoration and worship. Yeah. And so that is a a deep, meaningful, passionate reason for me to sing along with them and add my voice to the uh, the choir of saints. So, yeah. yeah. But not just, hallelujah. Yeah, exactly. But like really like, getting into it. So. And, you know, passionate devotion, right? Um, this is something that I think we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of the professors at the seminary that I study at, uh, Dr. Martin Sanders, he talks about Western Canadians being emotionally stunted. <laughs> Okay, and he used to he used to pastor at Glencairn Alliance Church back in the eighties. Oh, okay. So he knows what he Western knows. Canadians are like. Yep. Uh, he's from Midwest as well in the United States, and that. But you know, this idea that we're emotionally stunted, I challenge that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I challenge that is because actually, our people in Regina, at least in Saskatchewan, are very passionate about the riders. Mm-hmm. Right, like. You do not go to a rider game. There is no stoicism at the rider games, right? Yep. People are dressed in green. People, uh, if they're wearing a shirt, they're dressed in, in a rider shirt. Yep. If they're not wearing a shirt, they've got their body painted green. Yep. Uh, or they have a watermelon on their head. Now, thankfully, they're like plastic watermelons today. But Today. And there was that guy who like lit his head on fire, right? Yes, exactly. That's my opening illustration is this oh, guy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You know, you're, you're just stealing the magic Oops. again, man. Uh, but yeah, the, the flame, the human flame who would had a tin, ga- tin can hooked up to a hard helmet in the 80s, started in 1987, I think it was, yeah. and he would light his head on fire and uh, whenever there was a touchdown. This is passionate devotion. However, yeah. when, when we translate, so I challenge Martin with that statement, but then when I look at the church mm. and I look at our church, yeah. and I think the, the people I know in our church are passionate about the rioters, but then when we walk into the auditorium or the sanctuary, actually I think Martin is totally right. We are emotionally stunted when it comes to our passionate devotion to Jesus. Yeah. And like when you look at the church, and I've, you know, I grew up in Regina uh, at, at Rosewood, 
and uh, and now I minister at Living Hope on this side of the city. So I think I have some background, at least in the Christian Missionary Alliance churches, is like passionate devotion to me looks like dead devotion. Hmm. And so we're going to talk about that this weekend and, and three marks of a passionate, devoted life. The big idea is that your passion re- reveals your devotion. Mm, yeah. So That's... it doesn't have to be my the way that I sing. I love music. I love to sing. Yeah. Uh, I hope I look like I'm passionately devoted to Jesus when I sing. Everybody's going to be watching me now. Yeah, everyone's going to be. Just... Good. All, I think I'll hide behind the curtains for the next well, month. We, we, we're supposed to do that anyways by government guidelines. So there we go. There you go. You're in the clear. So it doesn't have to look like me. It doesn't have to look like you. Yeah. But there should be evident. That's what that passion is, is that it's moving us to action, and it's evident in who we are and how we do things. So your passion reveals your devotion. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm talking about three marks that uh, that reveal whether we are passionate about God. And these are right from Jesus' life, mm-hmm. um, that he was passionate about the glory of God. Yeah. You know, uh, when he clears the temple, yeah. it is about the glory and honor of God because they're, they're dishonoring God and who he is. And uh, he's turning over tables, not turning over people. No. Turning over tables. Yeah, because he wants. He's just the scripture is zeal for my for your house will consume me, mm. and zeal is that passionate devotion, right? So that's just one of the most passionate moments that Jesus has. The second mark is this um, passionate for the will of God, right? He's devoted yeah. to the will of God, and it's not that Jesus had to do what God the Father said; is it chose to do what God the Father said. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting one to me, especially because he was willing to to let other people down or yeah. not meet their expectations to fulfill the will of the Father, and you know that even comes across with him and Mary at the at the wedding feast. There's yeah. that little dialogue about it's not yet my time, and then she challenges him a bit, and he was really he was willing to let his mother down for the will of the Father. And, yeah, yeah. And he says, you know, I can do nothing unless the Father shows me. Or tells me, yeah. which you know, it, I think it's that that's in uh, that's in John, and I'll I'll quote that that passage when we during the sermon. But uh, you know, John five when he says this thing, it's like one. It's saying Jesus actually saw visions, mm-hmm. so he says, "I can only do what the Father shows me to do." In other words, he saw images. And when we're when we talk, you know, as an aside, when we talk about hearing God, that's the way we see we learn what God has. Is He gives us an image of something. Yeah. And Jesus had images that showed what he was supposed to do, but then he also, or what the Father tells me. So he actually heard him. Yeah. And so there's different ways that we hear God. So that's just an aside, but that's an example of how we hear God. But he says, I can only do what the Father shows me or tells me. Yep. Well, actually, Jesus could do anything. He, yeah. Right? Like, he's like, he's human, so he it's not that he could do, like, snap his fingers and there's breakfast in front of, for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, that, that was, uh, but... He was human like you and I. He had free will. He could choose what he was going to do. Yes. And he chose to only do what the Father showed and told him to do. Yeah. And so that's that passion for the will of God. How often do we do things that are other than what the Father tells us or shows us to do? Yeah. There's there's evident of it in the slow slide of the church sometimes where we start thinking that something's a major issue but it's not the will of the father so. yeah yeah and he only goes places like if you think of the, the woman at the well mm-hmm. you know it says he had to go through samaria well he didn't have to go through samaria yep 
he chose because it was the Father's will to go through Samaria. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, there's lots of things in life that we don't have to do or, you know, uh, or we could do. Yep. And what is it that the Father wants us to do? And that's one of the ways we show our passion. The third mark is a passion for the mission of God. Hmm. You know, is that God's mission is to reconnect humanity with him. Yeah. And Jesus was committed to that. And he, he said, you know, I can't, I'm not going to lose any of the ones that are trusted to me. That I'm, everybody that the Father calls, I'm going to search and find. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Son came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so these are the three marks of what it looks like to be a passionately devoted life. That's fantastic. And so I think there's room for us to say, okay, these marks are, these marks are in our life. Yeah. You know, is it evident, right? Yeah. Am I passionate about the glory of God or am I more passionate about my glory? Hmm. Am I passionate about the will of God or am I more passionate about my will? And when it fits, I'm passionate yeah. about God's will. Am I passionate about the mission of God? Yeah, and the mission's a, a very interesting one. I was just recently reading in Matthew where um, Jesus is about to cross over the, the sea and then the fellows ask him, like, the one fellow says, well, just let me go bury uh, my father. And Jesus says, let the be- dead bury the dead. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting because we don't know what the, the fellow's reaction is, but Jesus was about, like, he was, okay, we need to cross over here. And he really didn't want to delay that trip. And so for that fellow to go and do something else would have been against the will of the father because yeah. he was supposed to cross over and he was about to meet legion and cast him out into the pigs them out into the pigs but it would have delayed that trip and jesus was so focused on it, it was like you know what let them bury the dead or yeah. we're leaving without you man like, yeah that's those are the options here so yeah so your passion reveals your devotion and so you know, I think in our community groups this week, we should be asking the question, you know, if I walked into your house, um, what would it reveal about your passions, right? Yeah. Or if I were to follow you for a day, what would it reveal about your passion? You know, I can, when it, when I walk home through the neighborhood from the church to my house, uh, there's often garages open. Yes. And, uh, and sometimes there's people in them and sometimes someone just forgot to close the garage door, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm not being a peeping Tom, but I look inside the garages. Yep. And I can tell who's a car person and who's not, yep. right? Because a car person, there is usually a tool bench. There's, and sometimes it's just that they're a handy person. And so there's lots, you can tell that too, there's lots of uh, woodworking tools and stuff like that, all Mm -hmm. nicely displayed on their bench and everything like that, right? Or if they're a car person, there's like, like, because one of the the houses close to the church is there's a car person. And uh, and actually they're an Austin Mini car person. Oh, wow. And they have some old Austin Mini, they have two in their garage. Um, that's how they can fit in there. Well, and they've got them turned sideways. Oh wow! So they're so that they can fit their other car in there, and they're in various states of disassemble, reassemble, whatever you want to do. And that's how much of a snoopy, um, snoopy person I am that I know all this about their garage, right? <laughs> yeah. So I know what that passion that person's passionate about, right? Yeah. Because I can see it in their garage. And I know if someone is passionate about woodworking by the tools they have. If you walked into my garage, you would know that I'm not a car person (laughs) and I'm not a tool person. Yep. Because 
it's all about storage. <laughs> it's all about storage, yeah. Right? Or my cars, the two yeah. cars that are in the garage and that sort of thing. So you can tell something about them when you walk into life. If I were to walk into your garage, yeah. it's a house church. <laughs> so it, is a, it, it is. would say something. There's even a church pew in there right There's now. even a church pew. <laughs> Went and picked that up on Sunday. Did you? <laughs> yeah. We found a church pew for sale. And yes, I put an eight-foot pew into my car. So that's... <laughs> Tell them what kind of car you drive. You got to drive a little hatchback. It was sticking out three feet out the back, but we la- I lashed it in and everything. You drove down the highway. Oh my goodness, this is a tangent. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, sorry. If, if we walked into your garage, yeah, it would reveal you're passionate. That you're passionate about connecting people with God. Mm-hmm. So in our community groups this week, like let's ask each other. Look at your calendar. Yeah. What does it reveal about your passion? Look at your bank account. What does it reveal about your passion? Uh, for some of us, it, like me, it means I like to eat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're passionate about our food. Foods. Ours is Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. If if we look in your house, if we look yeah. in your garage, if we look, like, look at your life and do an examin- examination, and say, what is that? What are the marks of passion mm. in my life, and what am I really passionate about? Yeah. Is it only the riders, or am I actually passionate about God? Yeah. And I think. You know, there's a wake-up call for me. There's a wake-up call for us mm-hmm. as a church. Because, you know, I don't know that we are passionately devoted to God. Yeah. Some of us are. Yep. Some of us aren't. And I think what Jesus calls us to be is passionately devoted to God. Yeah. You know, uh, Jim Cimbala, who's uh, actually a good uh, alliance boy, he wrote a book called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. Yep. And he said this. He said, if, if we don't want to experience God's closeness here on earth... Why would we want to go to heaven anyway? So if you don't want to be passionately devoted to God yeah. here on earth, then why would you want to go to heaven? Mm-hmm. He says he, God is the center of everything there. If we don't enjoy being in his presence here and now, if we don't enjoy being passionately devoted here and yeah. now, um, then heaven w- would not be heaven for us. No. Why would he send anyone there who doesn't long for him passionately here on earth? Amen. Why would he send it? it, it that... that calls me up short right yeah and uh so i think there's room for us in life to look and see are we passionately devoted to god or not yeah and that's uh, that's really a, a telling feature i remember i think reading that book the first time that was a quote that jumped out at me just the idea like yeah heaven wouldn't be heaven for somebody if they didn't want to be near god weren't passionately devoted to him it would be it'd be very uncomfortable it wouldn't be a blessed eternal existence it would be yeah just not the right fit for them so yeah why would he you know call anyone there who wasn't wanting to be there desired to be there in his presence now and for eternity so so the bar is passionate devotion yeah and let's evaluate our devotion yeah in light of that bar amen yeah hey thanks for listening everybody Yeah. Until we're together again. Have a great week. See ya.